Our world is full of the unexplainable. And if history is an open book, all of these amazing tales are right there on display, just waiting for us to explore. Welcome to the Cabinet of Curiosities. It might be a blur in the sky, or a strange round craft zooming by that captures the attentions of people on the ground. The authorities try to pass them off as weather balloons and military training exercises, but not everyone can be dissuaded so easily. They know what they've seen. The problem is, while everyone is looking up, they miss what's going on down below them. You see, not all unidentified objects fly. In 1803, Japanese fishermen off the coast of Hitachi province noticed something floating adrift in the ocean. It was a ship of some kind, though it didn't resemble any ship they'd ever seen before. It was about 11 feet tall and 18 feet wide. It resembled a giant wooden pot more than a boat. It was also fitted with rectangular crystal windows around its rosewood top half. The bottom half was coated in copper plates. The fishermen hooked it and brought it to shore with them. Now that they could get close enough, they were able to peek inside. Strange writing had been scribbled on the inner walls of the vessel. There were also bedsheets, some meat, a bit of cake, and a bottle of water. And there was also a woman. She was around 20 years old, they said, pale and small, just under 5 feet tall with long red hair. Within her hair, she had weaved streaks of white fur and she wore long flowing clothes unlike anything the fishermen had ever seen before. The woman looked up at them through the window and spoke, but her language was foreign to them, and she could not understand them either. She emerged from the vessel clutching a box roughly 24 inches in size. No one else was allowed near the box, and she would not open it under any circumstances. Villagers had their theories about where the girl had come from, of course, and what she was carting around in that box. One possibility was that she was a queen from a faraway land who had been unfaithful to her husband. Her lover had been executed for his misdeeds. The young woman was exiled from her country, set afloat in the wooden vessel with enough food to last for a few days. Whatever happened to her afterward would be left to fate. And the box? Well, one reason why she might not have wanted anyone to touch it is that because it held the head of her lover. Though the box could also have contained any number of untold objects, like a deadly virus or a powerful weapon. No one knew for sure and no one in the village could communicate with the girl to find out the truth. All of these unknowns put the villagers on edge, so to spare them of a potential threat, they placed her back in her round vessel, sealed her inside, and then set her adrift again on the ocean. Today there are three prominent versions of this legend. These stories have been passed down for hundreds of years, but each one varies only slightly from the other. Sometimes place names are different, or certain descriptions are changed but each iteration always has the same basic characteristics. A young girl, far from her homeland, is found in possession of a box that no one is meant to open. Scholars have attempted to explain the legend as a simple folktale meant to highlight a time when Japan was isolated from the rest of the world. There are even ancient stories that could have served as the basis for this tale. However, the lack of variation among the three versions tells us a different story, of an encounter with a being from another world. Given the roundness of the girl's vessel, the strange text written on its walls, and her unknown language, some people believe that she was a visitor not from another country, but from another planet. And that craft she arrived in 
was one of the first recorded cases of a UFO, an unidentified floating object. They say that necessity is the mother of invention. Entrepreneurs and inventors come up with all manner of devices to make our lives easier. The incandescent light bulb brought a safe form of light into every home. The steam engine revolutionized multiple industries, including travel and textiles. Even something as ubiquitous as paper was once considered a seismic change in how people communicated. We remember people like Gutenberg and his printing press, or Marconi and his wireless radio, And of course, Thomas Edison's moving camera. But there's one person who predates all of them, and he's kind of a hero to inventors everywhere. Literally. His name was Huron, Hero for short, and he wore a variety of hats. Mathematician, engineer, and professor. He was also a student of the greats that came before him, taking their teachings and using them as a springboard for his own work. Hero's interests varied as widely as his professions. He wrote extensively about topics like physics and pneumatics, and was among the first to discuss how animals and machines communicated with each other, known today as the study of cybernetics. But above all else, Hero liked to experiment. Using simple technology from his day, he would build complex machines to accomplish different tasks. For example, he developed a kind of steam engine called an aeolipile, which stored water in an enclosure vented on two opposite sides. When the water was heated, steam would escape through the vents, and spin the enclosure like a rocket engine. This knowledge led to another engine that used water heated to pull ropes and open doors. If there was a way to simplify daily life, Hero searched high and low for it. One of his devices was a large box with a slot in the top. A silver coin could be inserted and would land on a plate inside the box. The weight of the coin on the plate tripped a lever that would open a valve and allow holy water to flow from a small spout inside. As the plate continued to tilt, The coin would slide off and the plate would rise up and turn off the lever, closing the valve. With his box, Hero had invented the first vending machine. There was also an organ, which utilized a large wheel of paddles that spun as they caught the wind. The wheel would churn a pump that forced air through the organ's pipes to create music. Hero had been the first person in history to harness the power of the wind. He brought his ingenuity to the theater, too where he incorporated advanced mechanics to create an automated puppet show. Sand would flow from one central chamber through holes into different weights that pulled levers and turned wheels attached to the puppets on stage. They'd move and perform for the audience for up to 10 minutes at a time. But Hero didn't stop there. His creations benefited the public in ways beyond entertainment and vending machines. He developed a fire engine. Its attached pump used compressed air to shoot streams of water. There was also an endless cup of wine, a goblet attached to a reservoir of wine that automatically refilled as the person drank from it. And unlike inventors who patented their creations to make money, Hero made all of the instructions for building his inventions public. Over a dozen volumes on topics ranging from pneumatics to mechanical engineering to automata were published. The principles behind his inventions are still used today in their modern counterparts. Jet engines, vending machines that dispense candy bars and soda, and big red fire trucks can all trace their origins to this one man and his amazing mind. Perhaps even more amazing, though, was that Hero didn't develop any of these things during the 20th century or the 19th century. 
or even the 18th century. Hero lived between 10 AD and 70 AD, during the period when Rome controlled Egypt. He also taught at the Great Library of Alexandria, home to tens of thousands of texts from cultures all over the world before fires and war reduced it to rubble. Hieron of Alexandria was a man way ahead of his time. Though he'd laid the groundwork for devices that made our lives easier and faster today, very few know his name, making him truly an unsung hero. I hope you've enjoyed today's guided tour of the Cabinet of Curiosities. Subscribe for free on Apple Podcasts or learn more about the show by visiting curiositiespodcast.com. This show was created by me, Aaron Mankey, in partnership with How Stuff Works. I make another award-winning show called Lore, which is a podcast, book series, and television show. And you can learn all about it over at theworldoflore.com. And until next time, stay curious. Thank you.